All right, <clears throat> welcome to Nerd Camp Sports. I'm your host, Roger Anthony Ali. Make sure you guys hit the super like button. That's the star button. It supports the whole thing, our show, you know, everything that we are about, our brand. So make sure you guys hit that. Support us, man. It's awesome to, you know, be able to come out here every single night and, you know, discuss sports. But it's even more awesome to go live every Tuesday and discuss sports. So my co-host should be coming up very, very soon. Hopefully everyone's having a fantastic uh, Tuesday. What's going on, Justin? What's going on, Mark? Hopefully you guys are having an excellent Tuesday. You know, not a lot of sports. Matter of fact, the only thing really going is uh, Summer League and uh, baseball right now. So, you know, the All-Star game is up and running. And speaking of up and running, here comes our... Incredible co-host, Mike Wills. Mike Wills is on the one and twos right now, man. What's going on? All right. What's going me? on, man? All right. All right. Everything's excellent, man. How are you? I can't complain, you know, living, living this life, you know, doing the best we can, you. Oh man, same thing, man. Just trying to stay cool. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's warm yeah. out there. Yeah, man. So if I grab, if I step away for a second, I'm grabbing a little fan, so it's not gonna make a, it's not gonna make noise. You know what I mean? I got you. Because um, if I turn on the air condition, this this podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got. Why you going here's air condition through the whole podcast, bro? I don't know if you can hear mine. It's on, but it's on that side of the room. Oh no, no, no! no. You're good. You're good. My, my, I think I, mine needs a uh, tune-up or something, man. It's loud. Oh, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds like a whole truck outside, but you know, oh, it is what it is, man. All good. right. Yeah, yeah, man. So there's a lot to talk about. You know, um, I was just telling the audience that there's only two sports really. You know, there's um. Uh, NBA, Summer League, and there's baseball. And baseball is even taking a break, kind of. Um, they got the All-Star game tonight. I believe oh. at 3 o'clock, um, you know, I'm probably going to catch it. I was trying I was trying to see who's on, you know, who's playing because I haven't really seen the whole roster, like who's actually playing. Yeah. Uh, although I do watch baseball every night, I have not, like, really paid attention to the All-Stars. So, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully it's not watered down like the NBA. No, actually, you know what's so funny? Last year, when I watched, because I haven't watched the um the All Star game from ML MLB in years, but I yeah. watched it last year because I started to like you know started to put money down on it. Yeah, it was actually a really competitive game. Okay. You know, because I I think because in baseball you really can't cheat. You know, you can't cheat the game. Yeah, you kind of got it. You know, either you're going to be struck out or you're going to hit. Yeah, even though it's crazy like, that somehow back in the day they found a way to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always find, there, there's always loopholes. You know, like even when we were growing up, I don't I don't know if you, you remember all the um, all the uh, all-pro games. Yeah. With the football. And I remember in the 90s, I think it was. Like, I want to say it was the 90s or maybe the early 2000s. They used to go hard, bro. They used to play like real football. Yeah. 
They used to play it like like it was like it mattered. Right. You know, so I, I agree. You know, I definitely agree with what you're saying. You know, they find ways of watering it down because even with all pro games, they now playing flag football. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, the Pro Bowl <laughs> was on like during the day. I'm like, this is pathetic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why, why I mean, I. I thought the skills challenge was actually better than the actual Pro Bowl. It's true. Like, you watch the skill challenge, they're throwing the ball, they're running, they're playing all these different, like, it was fun. It was fun to watch. But I don't know. I don't know, man. It, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually one of the things we're going to talk about, the adjustment of how things are done, especially the NBA. Shout out to the NBA, man. I mean – out of all the leagues, I can say they, they have been the most polarizing league in, like, all professional sports. Like, of course, football is always, like, mentioned, and there's always something happening with, like, controversy. But it seems like the NBA got more controversy. Do you, do you agree with that or, like? Yeah, yeah, a lot, lot more moving parts. But the NBA mm-hmm. is always, mm-hmm. always transitioning. So like I was at, I don't know if you ever watched that documentary that, that Apple TV had on Magic Johnson. No, no. Four part documentary, that. hour an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the middle of like episode three. Like I just they just talked they just started talking about where he found out he had HIV. Oh. And but I was looking. And I say I bring this documentary up because I never realized how like segregated basketball was before he came into the league. Really? But believe it or not, the NBA was in the dumps in ratings. It says wow. it right in the beginning that yeah. they weren't even put on prime time. They pre-taped the games and showed them yeah. later. Yeah, I, I remember that. And but I, I thought that was I thought that was um yeah you're right you're hundred percent right that was during the magic era and like then right magic before. came in and no one had ever seen anything like him mm-hmm. you know with mm-hmm. his whizzing and you know all this that he would do right you know, with all the passes so <clears throat> you know like that's when people started becoming interested in basketball and then mm-hmm. Larry Bird came in. And that's when they were they were like literally the Lakers because like the NBA had became like a thugged out league, and they said the Lakers <laughs> was the black people's team and the Celtics was the white people's team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you uh, know, so like it's always controversial because you know then yeah. you know in a sense I learned that Magic Johnson changed the game and I never realized it. Right. You know. Um, crazy to say that but it's the truth because people weren't mm-hmm. watching until he came in really that's and true then, you know you figure you figure you keep you go through all these eras in time you know all these players change things but there's always controversy because they're always changing things right you know from him no wonder i always lean towards the celtics <laughs> Someone commented that? Yeah, my buddy Justin. Oh, okay. He, okay, okay, got you. So he, um, you know, so, you know, you take that, that was the start. 
then you know mm -hmm. and you, you had you know and then it even said like they would play dirty they would fight it was showing them literally punching each other in the face oh, one guy yeah, broke another yeah, guy's yeah. jaw yeah. you know like yeah like it, it was crazy so then you take it down even in the michael jordan's era them bad boy pistons used to beat jordan up yeah man you know and then you know so i would i would agree with that take there's always controversy in the nba yeah yeah, it's, it's, yeah like, like 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 I said, it was really hard to compare the NBA to like most leagues. Like you would see in baseball, of course, there'll be the, the rules and way people were t taking steroids. Of course, that's like controversy. But it seems more. It seems like it's more in the NBA than it is in in the NFL and the uh, MLB and even in NHL. Like you never hear stuff in NHL. And it's not because we don't really watch hockey. It's the fact that you don't hear anything. Like, you see the stuff on national news. You know what I mean? Like, you hear, oh, they're protesting. They're doing this. They're doing that. Like you said, even in the 80s when these guys were, like, you know, on steroids, sniffing cocaine during the games, like, on half, like during halftime, it was yeah. crazy. Like, yeah, we knew stuff like that was happening in the 70s and 80s. But we didn't know how bad it was until – like we seen the product, like we seen the stuff on the floor. We're like, oh, that's why they was acting like that. <laughs> Most of these dudes are on drugs. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Like, yo, they just they just be ready for an all-out war. Yeah, them. they weren't even like really focused on the actual game. So, with that being said, you know, there's been a lot of change in the NBA um, recently over the weekend. Actually, the NBA. They did NBA Con. Like, you know, you have like um, Comic Con and stuff like that. It's like a weekend event or a three day event or even sometimes a week, depending on what type of, um, uh, you know, what type of um, festival it is. So right. they did the NBA, they did the NBA Con. They rolled out NBA 2K24, uh, you know, the logo and, I mean, not the logo, the cover of the, of the NBA 2K24. And then they rolled out the new concept for this cup, okay? Now, I did a video on YouTube. I mean, not on YouTube, on uh, Instagram. Yeah. I'm, going to leave, I'm going to leave a video in the group because I forgot to, you know, send it over to the group. But I will say this. The NBA Cup, I'm going to go over it real quick and then, you know, get your take on it, okay? okay. So the NBA Cup is pretty much an in-game or in-season tournament. It's all the teams involved. They play, I think, twice. Um, they, they play every Tuesday from November 3rd to the 20th, 23rd, I think it is. And they're doing a tournament where it's like five brackets. I mean, excuse me, five groups. So there's, um, I mean, excuse me, six groups, six groups of five teams. And then out of the five, out of that bracket, then they do a tournament where they have the semifinals, the, I mean, the quarterfinals, semifinals, and then of course the finals. And then they have a winner of the NBA Cup, which is like I said, the regular season championship. Okay. So all the teams are involved. The games are Monday and I believe third, I mean, on Tuesday and Thursday for the month of November. So, 
you're going to see a lot of games that are like regular season games or like regular games, but they're going to count towards the cup. So my, my question to you is what are your thoughts when you first heard about the NBA Cup and the NBA in-game or in-season tournament, I should say. Excuse me. Well, you know, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> I just feel like it's so unnecessary. Like, like I get you wanting to create competitive nature. Right. But it's the same thing, like, when you did a finals – MVP for both conferences like it's it was never needed it was never asked for like it, it's just unnecessary I mean I guess it's good that they're not adding games but like no. it, it confuses me because a few years ago they were talking about taking games out of the season mm. you know like I had read that there was um before before COVID there was a um they were doing a CBA, and there was actually mm -hmm. a CBA where they were only going to play 78 games. Mm -hmm. So so for me, it's just like, you know, why are we making all these changes? You know, like, you know, mm -hmm. even before they were flirting with the idea of going to 72 games. No, no. Keep it the way it is. I don't think there's a reason to change it at all. I mean, and then they're playing for a cup and they're playing for money as well. So right. it's just like, like you're giving money to this and not fixing the all-star game. I'm going to stick by that. <laughs> I'm going to stick by that, Adam Silver, because if you see me, uh, fix the all-star game. No one cares right. about your stupid World Cup. I could care less. That's what the finals is for. And I think it takes I, – I mean, I think it's really – for yeah, Justin's right. The money incentive is stupid. Winning team players get five hundred thousand to win a tournament. I, you know, I just think you know, like why? Why are we gonna go through this whole debacle for what? What? What need do we need to have it? You know. So, what, are you trying to have like a lower team say they have an opportunity to win something? You know, like you know, I know like. Soccer does this kind of thing too, but homie, this ain't soccer. This is the NBA. <laughs> the, oh, man. And you know what? And now, you know, you already added the play in. Like, I, you know, I'm like, whatever to that. Mm -hmm. But it's like, yo, you're already giving teams other opportunities. What? We just going to have an overall landfill now? Like, you know, like, like, you know, like, all right, all 30 teams are in the playoffs. Have a mm -hmm. shot. That you know, like you're just you're just opening it up, yeah. just like I, I like just like with the NFL when they went to that extra that extra playoff team, they got you know they went to an extra week in the NFL. That's right. that's sixteen extra games because every team plays right. Mm -hmm. Then you got now now you get extra you get like an extra four to, four to six games off of having one more team in each conference. Right. So, right. <clears throat> but because my whole thing is it, can, it risks bringing mediocrity in. And I feel like the players don't have to try as hard to sneak mm -hmm. in. Like, I get it. At the end of the day, we know what it's about. I always tell everyone all sports are business first. Before right. it gets to us, it starts with money. Bottom of line. Course. 
So, you know, I get that. But, you know, but this this is unnecessary. You know, when mm. you do this, like you said last week, these guys aren't even in the flow, you know, come that time. You know, to, in my opinion, they're not really getting into the flow until Christmas time. So right. now you want these teams to play hard and try and while well, finding their flow before Thanksgiving, right? You said 20 to 23rd, and then they have Christmas, and then, you know, then they got All-Star break, and then it's a run for the finals, for the playoffs. Right. So I, I just think it's I just think it's not a good idea. I think it's unnecessary. Yeah, I'm still going to watch it, of course. But <laughs> you got a choice. You know, because, you know. Um, but, you know, I just think it's unnecessary and not right. required. Can't oh. get them to play their normal 82 games and then ask them to play meaningless basketball. Stupid. Why can't I read the comments? I don't even see the comments. Sometimes I can't see them either. I don't know. Oh. They're, I, they're coming up. Okay. Okay. I'm glad you're reading them out. Um. All right. You want my take on it? Here we go. Let's go. First, first, I got to say this. When I first heard about this, like, I'm talking about before NBA Con, right? We talked about it, what, last – was that last week we talked about it or was it the week before? It was last week. Last week, okay. I was 100% against it because, like I mentioned, I'm not into, like, the whole tournament thing during a regular season because I believe that's, like, it defeats the purpose, especially, like I mentioned – you know, the teams are coming from just starting to now going into the all-star break. So if you put them into a position where they got to do a tournament too, it kind of messes up the flow. And, you know, that's going to also make it, make it an excuse for the coaches, GMs, all these people to say, hey, I'm sitting out my stars. I don't want my stars to play because I want nobody to get injured when the playoffs actually come because that's the real championship. Right. So I can – you know, I, I didn't really understand it at that time. But now, since, you know, I've watched the video on it and I've looked at the papers, you know, looked at the whole breakdown on it, heard other people's opinions, I actually love it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, and I'm an old head. You know, I don't like pain. But I actually love this idea, and I'm going to tell you why. The number one reason why I love the idea is because it keeps that competitive nature. One thing I can say about the NBA in the past, I would say maybe 10 years, it, it really lost its competitiveness. Like, there's been rival week during um, the NBA. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen that or, like, pay attention to it. They do, like, rivalry week where they have, like, you know, the Brooklyn Nets versus the Knicks, and they have, like, you know, Dallas Maverick versus, you know, uh, San Antonio Spurs. They do these type of things on national television. It kind of like boosts up the rap, you know the rap for the um, the team and also the brand. But yeah. it didn't really hit the way it was the way I believe it was supposed to. See, because in football, there's not a lot of games. There's seventeen. There's seventeen weeks in football. So when you get those rivalries like you know your Jets and Giants or you know or you know Dallas versus the Redskins and stuff like that, that kind of stuff hits harder than the NBA because you're like, all right, they're going to see that team probably three more times. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Um, and plus, it's not counting towards anything because it's just bragging points. It's not like 
it's counting towards like a, a breach in the finals or even a breach into the championship. Yeah. Um, you know, it just it's just strictly going towards bragging. But this this NBA tournament in in season tournament is perfect because I'm gonna tell you why. You get to boost up the ratings because it's not messing up the regular games, right? Oh, now I see it. Now I see the. Uh... <laughs> well, of course, we'll say the uh, what is it called? The Washington what? Commander. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Man. So, so we got we got. We got the regular season games, right? Yeah. We got the the in the in tour in season tournament games, yeah. and it's not interfering. So that's perfect. That's perfect. So it's not like you gotta go to like a whole brand new season or whatever. He said, "Thank you. I feel better." <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, and I, I look at it like this: anything to keep it competitive, anything to keep these guys from freaking you know, sitting on the sidelines. Because the problem is they get bored. And then on top of that, last but not least, this championship, let's be real, a lot of teams aren't going to win a championship. Right. Like a regular season championship. You know what I mean? Like the NBA Finals. So this gives the opportunity for a low-budget team, let's say like the Detroit Pistons, to go out there, play hard, surprise somebody, and win something. Now, of course, it's not like, oh, you know, they're going to have a parade for it or whatever. I don't know. But at least it's something. It's like a consolation prize. It's like second second up. So I, I look at it like these young stars that are coming up, they get to play hard, surprise the nation, surprise the world by going out there playing for this NBA Cup and then potentially winning it. So – I don't know, man. I, I I always think about the competition, like how competitive would it be down the down the line? Because even with the play-in tournament, we didn't like the play-in tournament when it first came out. But then once we start understanding, like, okay, this is something that can help keep the competitive nature of you know of these teams. Then I was like, oh, I'm looking forward to it. And how many great games came from the play? There was a lot of great games that came from. You know, I mean, even down to this last season. With Miami going hard, losing the first game uh, against the Bulls, but then turn around and winning two in a row to get into the playoffs. So I don't know. That's just my take on it, man. I I, I think it's going to be a great thing if they do it correctly and don't make it like really cheesy, like Mortal Kombat or something. Like put them in a bubble. You you know what I mean? That's what I thought. I thought it was going to be like they're in a bubble. They all like all all teams go to a bubble. And then they just battle it out. <laughs> or you can say, you can I, don't, like, I don't want that. You'd be like Mason Camera. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see, I don't want to see a whole bunch of, um, <laughs> a whole bunch of, you know, like you said, flaming basketball. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Can't make it up. Yo, that is hilarious. He said NBA Jam 2 on 2, flaming basketball. Exactly. That's my whole point. I don't want no cheesiness. I don't want nothing cheesy. I want basketball. I don't want anything gimmicky. Like, give, give me a team 
that's playing and actually trying to win. And yeah, then we got something fun to watch. That's all I'm saying, man. I I, I don't know. Hopefully it does that. I'm not a fan yeah. of it, but hopefully it can get to that that point. Right. Absolutely. I hope, yeah. hope it does. I mean, it might not this season, but I think it will probably the previous. I mean, probably the next season after because they got an opportunity to get used to it. So. Exactly. Yeah, man. See how it goes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Sorry. Right, so let's move on to the next subject, which is the Dame Lillard saga. <sighs> See, I want to say this for everyone watching. I I love Dame. Thank you. I think I think I think Dame is one of the best. One of not the best, but one of the best um, point guards in the league. He's not great. He's not great with defense, but he's great with scoring. I think he's entertaining, but <laughs> he's a before I leave. Screw Houston's Damian Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, he's not useless, man. Come on, let's stop that. I, I, I look at it like this: Dame, Dame is a great entertainer. He's he's great to you know go out there and score buckets. He's one of the, he's. Probably one of the only point guards that are worth watching outside of Steph Curry. Steph right. Curry, I mean Steph. You know, um, so hearing this whole situation with him wanting to be traded, and now they're talking about, oh, we can't find a trading partner because he wants to only go to Miami. I, I don't like this. I don't like that they're they're breaking this thing up and making it sound like you know he's he's like the uh, LeBron decision type player. So what is your thoughts on this whole situation now turning sour? Um, it's, it's ugly. Um, you know, and I'm sorry, but, you know, as much as, as much as, you know, I get he wants to go to Miami, you don't have a no trade clause, bro. You don't have one. Nope. So, so guess what? You want to be traded? We're going to trade you where – we can get the best compensation for you and for right. your services. So I think if I'm a GM and I have a disgruntled player, you know, you want to be traded. That that was the request. You yeah. didn't, you know, you need to give me a list of four to five teams. I'll try and get you there. But if not, guess what? You're going to go where I'm going to trade you. And that's what's going <laughs> to be. Like, because I, I get I get aggravated with these players whining. Oh, I don't want to play this. I don't want to play with him. I don't want to. You know what? If you or I go to our supervisor and say that, we're getting fired. Exactly. So it's just like, you know, like, yo, like I'm all good with player empowerment. Right. But it's like, you know, it's like it comes to a point. Dude, go to where you can go. Exactly. I, I, you know, I think I said it last week. There's nothing wrong with a trade involving him and James Harden. You could get the pieces to fit together somehow. Because, uh, you know, I'm just saying, you got two disgruntled players, right? Because it's the same thing. James Harden doesn't have a no trade clause. Right. So, like, at the end of the day, as a general manager, his job is to run the organization and get the best compensation for these players. 
Right. You know, and from what I read is that that Portland doesn't like anything Miami has. Yeah. You know, and so it's going to be hard to even to, if you they don't like the player selection that's there, they look elsewhere. You know, um, so that's what I'm saying is, you know, you know, you, you might make a move like that or you go look at the Clippers if they're looking to blow up their team and try and lure Paul George away from there. You know, you got to do something that, that helps both teams. And as for the situation with Lillard himself, you know, I, I was watching something and it wouldn't surprise me if he starts next season as a trailblazer. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I, 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 I see it that way. You know, because at this point, I was watching. You know, one of my favorite people on TV is Chris Broussard, and mm-hmm. I hate that he's on First Things First because I can't stand Nick Wright. <laughs> Shout out to Nick Wright. Uh, <laughs> Like, like I had a dream that I had to watch him and Max Kellerman on a on a show, and that was just pure torture. Oh, oh like the yeah, two of them, that. their takes at times just yeah, man, yeah, their takes were like, terrible. Like sometimes I would rather listen to Skip Bayless. Yeah, like Skip Bayless is my Draymond Green of broadcasting. Yeah, like yeah. So, but Chris Broussard made a point. And he was very agitated and saying, you know, usually a player will give a list of four, five, six teams. He didn't do that. Mm-hmm. He said, I want to go to Miami. Now, if you can't get to Miami, what up, Mike? If you can't get to Miami, you know, if we can't get you to Miami, you need another You need another place. Right. It's just really that simple. And what's yep. going to happen is he's not going to get to Miami. He's either gonna be he's either gonna be traded somewhere he ain't gonna go, wanna go, or he gonna end up being there to start the season. And we've seen this happen with multiple players in the past. When they wanna trade and they don't wanna be there, guess what? They have to go back there and play there, and then they end up putting on a fat suit. Or they end up finding ways not to play and sit on the bench. Like uh, ben or they end up just, you know, end up, um, what type of video? This is just a live, Mike. It's just a live stream, and once he invites me, it joins on and goes to two screens. Yeah, no, you know, or they do whatever it takes to not play the game. Right. You know, so what's going to happen is they're going to go, and, and, they're, and if they don't trade him, he is going to not want to play. Right. And, you know, and, you know, he, but they, it's give and give. You have to give them another team or two. And I know Damian Lillard wants to win a championship. Yeah. It's really that simple. And, you know, you know, so you need to go somewhere. Not a problem, brother. You know, um, you need to go somewhere where you can do that if that's the case. And if you, can't get to Miami, you need to find another place where you can possibly do that. So yeah. I don't yeah. understand why this is so, why it's just this all or nothing. Because this is what sours relationships, you know, with players and teams. 
Exactly. You know, I mean, you know, look at look at look at look at Dwight Howard with um with the Magic back in the day. You look at Kyrie Irving with every team he's ever played with. <laughs> exactly. Look at Ben Simmons. Um, oh gosh, you know, um you know, it's just, you know, it's very easy to, to be sour, you know, and I don't think this ends up good for Damian Lillard because he's going to have to play somewhere he don't want to play or he's going to have to play out the contract and um, then be a free agent at some point down the line. But I think he just signed an extension last season. He did. So I think it was like four years, 192 or something like that. I was reading yeah. it the other day. I didn't write it down. But yeah, four years, 176. One, four years, 176. So he's got three years left on that deal. He's got a full four. He's this well, starts yeah. in the season. Oh, because uh, that doesn't include anything that was already there. So mm -mm. You, you, four years from now, you ain't going to be what you are now. No. Man, all right. Well, here's the thing. Let's start with this. Let's start with his age. He's 32 years old. He's been in the league since 11. He's been in the league for 11 years, right? Yeah. He's 32 years old and four days. So <clears throat> four years from now, when his contract is up, he'll be 36 years old. So that's pretty old for NBA. Yeah. He's closer to 40 than he is 30. Now, on the flip side, Portland shot themselves in the foot. And I'm going to break it down real quick. Portland shot themselves in the foot because they allowed this information to get out there, and they allowed the list to get out of how many teams he wanted. And it, his list was only two, two teams. He only oh. wanted to go to Miami or Brooklyn. Those were the two teams he initially said. Then it went from two to one. Then he said he doesn't want to go to Brooklyn. He only wants to go to Miami. Yeah. Now, here's the bad part about this whole situation on the standpoint of trading. <clears throat> the number one thing is this. He got a four-year deal. Average is $44 million a year. So that's the average. Because there's one season he gets paid 48. The last season in his contract, he gets $48 million. So this season coming up, this season coming up, he's getting paid 40, $45 million. Yeah. I don't see nobody in their right mind who's a GM who's willing to take a risk and say, oh, I'll sign up for that, a 36-year-old dame who's getting paid $44 million for the next four years. No one's signing up for that unless you're 100% sure Dame Dollar want to play with your team. See, that's the problem in the NBA. Too much player empowerment. Because if he, if he, let's say, for instance, uh, a Kawhi Leonard situation happens, right, where you have Pop that's saying, you know what, I'm not dealing with you, Kawhi, and I'm not dealing with Uncle Dennis. Get your ass out of here. We're not only going to send you to a team, we're going to send your ass out the country, <laughs> okay? We're going to send your ass to a whole nother country. Only but at the end of the day, only one man's laughing. I mean, and guess what? It worked. It worked because he had one year on his contract left. He knew this, you know, both sides knew this was going to be a rental. Both sides. 
the Toronto Raptors and Kawhi Leonard. And they both said, all right, we're going to come together. We're going to do the best we can. And if we happen to fall upon a championship, great. If we don't, then it is what it is. And that's exactly what happened. Long and behold, they ended up becoming NBA champions in 2019. Congratulations to Kawhi. Congratulations to the Toronto Raptors. But on the flip side, you have Dame Dollar asking to be traded to the Miami Heat with no type of compensation coming back to Portland. Guess what's going to end up happening? They're going to have to call somebody and say, hey, can you do this three-way trade with us? Someone has to be the bitch. Somebody got to be the bitch. You and know, guess what? Nobody were, wants to be the bitch. They were going, they were talking about Miami's most complex trades ever. They, I think that trade for Shaq was like a 15, 13-player trade. Yeah, it was insane. It was insane. It was the most complicated. I believe it was the most complicated trade in NBA history. It was the largest trade in NBA history. Yes. In terms of how trade. many players went and how many teams were involved. Right. Right. So there might be – so here we are again with Miami in a complicated trade. So there might be another situation where you might have to get another team or maybe two other teams involved just to get Dame on the squad. Now, here's the, here's the kicker to this whole situation with Miami. Miami is depleted, bro. Miami is freaking depleted. Tyler Hero is not going to play in a Miami uniform next season. I don't care what nobody said. So you already lost your wing player. Then on top of that, you lost freaking Max Strauss. Max freaking Strauss to a contract that you didn't want to match. And on top of that, you lost freaking Gabe Vincent, who held you down for at least two rounds in the playoffs. So what are we doing? You're going to join the Miami team with Bam and then, and then Jimmy Butler, who's like 40? This isn't gonna work. And and you're not gonna and and Duncan Robinson is not that good either. No, Duncan Robinson is cooked. He's Duncan Hines. <laughs> you know? <laughs> My man turned to Duncan Hines. Oh god, he said he's I'm not I'm not dealing with Duncan Robinson if I'm the Miami Heat. I'm trading his ass. He had a he had a decent playoffs. He didn't have a bad playoffs. But he played decent. I'm trading him. I'm getting rid of him. I'm getting rid of Tyler Hero. And I'm getting some young bucks on the team that want to play. I like, uh, I love Jaime Jaquez Jr. I love that kid. I've been watching him since he played his first game at uh, UCLA. But I'm going to tell you this. He's a rookie. You're not going to get much out of him. You need a wing that is a professional scorer. Yeah. Look, if LeBron, if LeBron can find players on the Heat, and and him and him and uh Rob Polinka can find players out there in Never Neverland, and you find players like Roy Hachimura, you know Ronnie Walker the fifth or whatever it is seventh, you know uh, uh freaking uh what's his name that came on board and did his thing with the with the Lakers. Um, Beasley? Mike, yeah. Malik Beasley, right? You can find these players. It's not hard. But the but the real question is, can you strike can you get lightning to strike in a bottle twice? 
And what I mean by that, can we see that again in the NBA? I don't think so. Yeah, I know. The Lakers did some scouting to get these guys. I, and I mean, there's shout out to the yeah, shout out to the scouting team, man. That, that was crazy. When I seen them pick up freaking Roy Hachimura, I said, oh, yeah, they did their homework. They did their homework. Oh, he's that only, only NBA heads know Roy Hachimura. He's that dude. You know what I mean? Like, they know that guy is that guy. But they haven't really seen him because he plays in Washington. But I, I say that, you know, you know, in conclusion, let's say we pull all this together. Let's say Dane finds a way to find his way over to Miami. Right? Who the hell is he playing with? You're going to be in the same position that you were. I think, he's in a, I think he's in a worse position. Could be. Because he got, got no youth. See, one thing about, one thing about his, his squad in Portland, he got youth. And he's, and he's losing his best sitter, although they did say he wanted to trade him. They said they want to trade him with Dame, um, Nurkic. Okay. Because he, they know how important the pick and roll is. Right. Nurkic, like they're they're perfect. They like peanut butter and jelly. But what I'm saying is, dogs, you're not going to win a championship playing with Bam, Nurkic, Jimmy Butler, who deflated and turned into freaking James Butler. Um, you know, Duncan Duncan Hines, and a point guard coming coming off the G League. You're not going to win. No. You're not going to win anything. Because guess what teams got better in the East? The Knicks, Brooklyn, if you ask me, you know. Um, freaking, if you want to go on a limb and say uh, Indiana got better, the Magic got better, freaking Boston got better. Well, kind of. Yeah. Getting rid of Marcus Smart kind of hurt. Yeah, it hurt them really. And and, and got rid of, uh, you know, uh, Grant. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they, have no, they have no defenders. They have no perimeter or inside defenders. You know? So good luck with that. But And, and you got to remember, Miami was already at the bottom of the barrel with the team they had. Yes, so exactly. They were already bottom feeders. They were already a, a, the Cinderella story that everybody was, you know, fantasizing over and going gaga over. But now, now they're trying to strike freaking lightning in a bottle twice. Bro, all your G League players left. Exactly. All your superstars that found a way to win and win without Jimmy Butler being 100%, they left. They're not playing in freaking Miami no more. And then, by the way, like they always say, there's something about that Miami weather. That Miami weather? That, that Miami weather, man. That sun, I tell you. Something about that sun in Miami. <laughs> you, know, you know what it's going to be. This ain't Portland anymore, Dame. This ain't it's Portland. Over. I'm trying to it's tell over. you, you leave in Portland to go play in Miami, and you're not going to have fun. Because when you realize that Jimmy Butler is 70 years old, and you – you got uh, Udonis Haslam sitting on a bench clapping, and he's 90. <laughs> well, he retired. Oh, oh, did he? He retired. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yo, Udonis Haslam played in the league for yo. Udonis Haslam been in the league since Michael Jordan. <laughs> since Jordan was in the league. Yeah, nah, he retired and uh, he's he's a coach. No, just like I guess you know because they let him. I'll try that. They let him. They let him play in the end of the regular season. Yeah. And he scored. He he, play, he scored like sixteen points. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, Haslam was holding out on us uh, uh, the whole time. He was he was faking it, dude. Oh man, walking, that's hilarious. Come out and just drain sixteen. Like I remember talking about Haslam in middle school with my boy Jermaine. Because dude used to be like, "Yo, Haslam is ass." And he's like, "He's how's he ass?" <laughs> and he scored fifteen points at fifteen boards. How's he ass? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what? I gotta look it up. Oh, I'm telling you, no, no cap. Yo, Haslam been in the league for at least thirty years, bro. At least it feels that way. Donis Haslam. What, what year did he get drafted? He's forty three, by the way. I was close to seventy. I was close. I was close to seventy. Yo, I told you he was in the league when Jordan was playing. I remember him guarding Jordan. Look, he started in 2002. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I told you. Yo, everyone think I was capping. Homie literally guarded Jordan. I remember that vividly because Jordan was on the Washington Wizards. We're going to move on to the next subject, but I got to say this real quick. He was with the Washington Wizards, and Jordan was, was ass, like – Jordan was just there to gamble and, and and to collect a check from the ownership. Like he just wanted to get the Washington Wizard boost. So Jordan wasn't really Jordan. So I don't count those years. I don't I don't count the Washington Wizard years. Nah. Um, Probably but, anyone should, but some people will. Of course, especially when it comes down to like you know the goat debate or LeBron debate. Exactly. People like, oh well, when Jordan was thirty-seven, nah, like Jordan. Jordan wasn't Jordan. Jordan was just chilling. Like Jordan literally was smoking, smoking a cigar before the game. Like homie really wasn't trying to hoop like that. Just but, um, cooling out, like. Huh? He was just cooling out, like just doing yeah, what he, he got to do. He literally was semi-retired for like the third time. Like he, everyone keep busting his chops. We're like, bro, he really wasn't playing, and he's still dropping like twenty points a night. He, he was just kind. He was just there. Yeah. Yeah, he was literally just there. But anyway, I say that to say, um, you know, Udonis Haslam had like a, a defensive assignment against Michael Jordan, and I guess he was like trying to like get him off his game or whatever. And Jordan just lit his ass up, and I was laughing. I was like, "Yo, this dude is in his late thirties, and he's hitting these jumpers over these young cats." And I remember Udonis with the braids, and he was like, "Hit." Get a fadeaway on him, like I'm gonna hold that. So, you know, I don't know, man. Anyway, we'll move on to the next subject. Um, Victor Wimbiana. I hope I pronounce his name. I'm gonna call him Wimby. That's what they call him online. Wimby. Let's talk about him, man. First game was a bust. Second game, he went off. What was your thoughts on his overall game? And do you think he's going to be a bust in the NBA? 
Well, first I want to know why the Spurs shut him down for the rest of the summer league. Oh. Oh. You know why they shut him down, Mike. Oh, I know. They don't want me to get hurt. It's the Spurs. <laughs> oh, you thought he was going to get rookie of the year? Oh, you thought he was going to be rookie of the year? Nah. Yeah. He's only playing 25 games, bro. If 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 that, he might play 30 the most. I think he's impressive. Um, definitely, you know, you know, I wouldn't say he's the biggest prospect, but you know, um, it's interesting that he had the second most watched summer league game in history. Wow. 139 million, uh, 100, yeah, 100, 1.39 million viewers. Wow. Only behind Zion's 1.61. Um, I think his game is impressive. Uh, you know, defensively, he is a phenomenal rim protector. Absolutely. He can give you a lot of stuff on the offensive end. But, as we've seen with the last two great prospects, meaning him and Zion, size matters. Zion's always hurt because he won't lose weight. Right. Did you know? Did you know that it's in his contract that he has to maintain a weight under 295 pounds or they can fine him? Oh. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I seen, um, oh, man, I, I think I, I don't remember if I shared the video. But, yeah, there's some, there's some weird NBA rules out there that you wouldn't think are out there. I believe it. I mean, think about all these professional leagues, man. I mean, they got Kyler Murray with with a curfew. <laughs> they got they got they got him with the Call of Duty curfew. They said, yeah. "We catch you playing video games after this hour. You're gonna you're gonna lose part of your contract. <laughs> you getting spanked. You getting a spanking. <laughs> you know. So for Victor Wembanyama, uh huh. So you're playing against other summer league players, right? But you know. People like, oh, well, you know, he, he got it. You know, people only looking at offense. But he, yeah. uh, you think his his skinny, bony ass is going to defend Joel Embiid and no. gets him on that post? No. You, no. you know, I don't care how tall he is. Embiid will make room and slam on you. You think that dude's going to go go body to body with the Joker? Even, even Bam. I mean, defensively, Bam is that dude. So when you look at this, it's just like I don't foresee him lasting long because you look at Yao Ming. Yao Ming was a little bit taller than him. He didn't last that long. Zion can't right. stay on the floor. So whether you're this way or you're this way, you're you're losing out. You're, yeah. You know, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know if there's – I don't know if there's space for him to grow as a – you know, I think that he is a phenomenal talent, but I don't foresee him lasting that long, you know, and and it's a shame. My, you know, because I, I, got, I got a problem with the way the league does things now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Michael Jordan, I think it was Michael Jordan who had said this, is that, you know, 
his rookie contract, he's making twelve million a year. Right. And you ain't done nothing. I mean, you see, we know you know how these contracts go. Right. I I understand the day and the age, and I'm okay with a player when they get to professional level making any money. I don't have a problem with him making money, but I don't think he should make twelve million dollars. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. Why can't a player get five million dollars and make the rookie contract shorter as well, instead of four or five years? You know, make them two or three years, give them five, six mil, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then we you go on from there. You know, I, I always have hated in the NFL, I think I hate it more, when, especially for running backs, when, you know, you got five years on a rookie deal and now you're 25, 26, and you, the, the team has already used and abused you for five years. Now they don't want to pay you even if you deserve it, only it's not your fault you're older. Like Yeah, it's like it's like the opposite with running backs in the NFL. Right. Like they, they pay him on a they pay him they pay him less money for doing more. Right. You know well, I'm just comparing you know the length. Yeah. So exactly I, I I hope he plays more. I'd like to see more out of him. Um, you know, I personally don't think me and my boy Rich were talking about this the other day. I don't think that he's going to be what everyone thinks personally. Um, I think he's just tall and defensively. I think as a rim protector, he's going to be phenomenal. I, 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 I believe that just because he's tall, right? <laughs> For no other reason, because you know, I've seen a video of him just go like this on flat footed. Touching the rim. Yeah. The dude's gonna the dude's gonna block shots. He's gonna be a defensive monster. That's yeah. she down low. No one's coming down low with him in there. Right. Except one man. Joel Embiid. Oh no, no. I mean full force. He's coming at him. Oh I, I, I hope it's on TV because I would, love, I would love to see Giannis on the downhill coming full speed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I would love it. Absolutely. Love it. Man, it, it's, it's actually funny you mentioned Giannis because with my take, honestly, this, this can go one or two ways. He can either, A, be a Yao Ming type player where he's going to give us like a good three, maybe five years of real solid good basketball, or he's going to be a player that's going to be so transcendent that he's going to be like Giannis. And I, I mean, and I, and I say that because I don't think he's a bust. I, I think, I think it's all a matter of um, how healthy he stays. So it might be a scenario, like I said, with with like a Yao Ming type player or a player that's like good and and recognizes like one of the one of the greats, but definitely not somebody that's going to play in the league 10, 12 years, like. Most of these players are nowadays, because he's like you said, he's too tall. He's six. He's like seven four with shoes on. Yeah. So, and then on top of that, like you don't want them to gain too much weight because if they gain too much weight, then their knees are going to bother them, and their back is going to bother, them, and then they're going to be missing games because they're like all messed up. So, I watched 
both summer league games. Obviously, the first one was like one of those like tossaway games because this was his first time in a national television in the U.S. Well, actually, no, I take that back. It wasn't his first time, but it was the first time him being as an NBA player. Um, and then on top of that, like, homie, homie can can shoot. He can he can definitely he got a little handle. He can dribble, but um, you know, like you said. His his calling card is going to be his defense. His calling card is going to be rim protecting. So if he can find a way to score like 20 a night, maybe get like 10 to 12 rebounds and maybe a few assists in there and block five shots a night, yo, bro, he's going to be an all-star probably in the next two years. Oh, yeah. He, he can definitely, especially if he can stay healthy. Yeah. But on the flip side, and I'll I'll end it with this one with my take. On the flip side, <clears throat> he's playing with freaking pop. So let's keep it a hundred. As long as pop is there, which is going to be there for a long time, by the way, we're going to go into that. As long as pop is the coach, bro, he's not going to play eighty-two games. He'll be lucky to play sixty-five games. Realistic. Yeah, because Pop, so, Pop, Pop ain't going to play him. Yeah, Pop isn't going to play him. He's going to put, like, freaking bubble wrap around this guy. He's going to tell him, look, it's for your best interest for you to play 55, 60 games a season. And you know what that's going to do for him? That's going to mess up his chances of becoming rookie of the year. Yeah. That's also going to, you know, really block his blessings from becoming MVP. Because now – there's stipulations. If you don't play 65 games, you don't win nothing. You don't you don't win no type of awards. Well, the other thing is too is I feel like it stunts your growth as a player. Of course. Because, Especially if you're not really hurt. You know, because you know he don't pop don't care if it's a nationally televised game. Because here's what's gonna happen. People are gonna wanna see this kid play. When, yep. the, when the NBA schedule comes out, the Spurs will be on TV. Yeah, absolutely. The Spurs will have TV time. Absolutely. Look what happened with Zion. A lot of national television time. They had TV time, you know? Uh, yep. I, expect, I expect OKC to have TV time. Them and their, you know, 35 picks over the next seven years. Yes, yeah, too many yeah. damn picks, man. Hey, guess what? Out of all them picks, I guarantee you they're going to get a few more that stick. There's going to be one or two. You know? I think Chad Holgram's one of them. Oh, yeah. I, 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 got him as, I got him as rookie of the year over Wimbignano. Oh, absolutely. And on top of that, he's, he's, got a, he's got a game like KD. I don't think people realize that. Like, the guy, <clears throat> he's 7-1. Was he 7-1 or 7-2? How tall is yeah, he? I think he's 7 I guess I'll look. Yeah, I think it's seven. I, 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 I want to say it's seven two, but it could be seven one. Yeah, but he's he's got a he's got a smooth shot. <clears throat> he's got a he's got a, a tight handle, right? So he can dribble in the box. He doesn't like dribble outside. Um, he's he's fairly quick for his size. Like yeah, he's not lightning quick, but he's he's pretty he's pretty quick. And then on top of that, he's um, playing in the system in OKC. Shout out to OKC. I'm watching him on uh, Summer League right now. 
Um, you play with a system with like, uh, you know, SGA, um, homie from uh, um, got Giddy on that team. You got yeah, Josh Giddy. You got, you got Luke Luke Dork. So there's a lot of there's a lot of players that are specialists. Like if you get somebody like Luke Dork, Luke Luke Dork that doesn't want to score, he just give you deep defense and rebounds. Then you're gonna get twenty a night, easy. Then you got somebody like Josh Giddy who I love. I seven, love Josh Giddy, bro. Seven mm -hmm. one. He's seven one. Okay, I knew it was one of them. I knew he wasn't seven feet. He was taller than that. Um, <clears throat> so you get somebody like Josh Giddy who's a pass first type shooting guard. Um, which is like oxymoron, but you know what I mean. Um, then you get somebody like SDA, who's a who's a legit all star, and he does everything. He gives you rebounds. He can score. He can pass. Bro, you're gonna get some open assists you never even seen. Yeah. So don't be surprised if he scored 25 a night in wearing wearing an OKC uniform next year. Like this kid is probably gonna be. Rookie of the year slash all-star if he's healthy. Well, like I said, OKC, they're my dark horse to go to the Western Conference Finals. Woo! That's all. Oh, oh, you seen that already? I'm, like, I'm just saying randomness. You know, just, just spewing out things that are different. That's a – man, that's a that's the hottest take. I think that's the hottest take so far <laughs> that we had in the show. Just spewing it out there because, you know, I look at it like this. When you're building through the draft in recent yeah. years, right. that's been what's working. And they have built this whole team through the draft. I agree. And they played some good ball. And I, last I season, agree. And, you know, SGA is that dude. Yeah. He's that dude. And you mix that with Giddy and, like you said, Dort's Dor defense. You had those two Jalen Williams. Those are some big bodies. Yep. You add you add your first round pick from last year into this, and you know I think you have a really good chance at competing and beating a lot of these teams because they can be physical, yeah. they can shoot the three, they can play, they can play defense, they can match up with a lot of teams in the Western yeah. Conference. And the best part is they're young and they're only going to get better. You Absolutely, know, yeah. Know. But I do have them making the playoffs. I do have them making the playoffs. Though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Of course, you know that that's 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 the minimum is that they're gonna do is make the playoffs. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, there's always that team that's gonna surprise you. That is, it's true. Denver was the last team, which I think everyone was surprised. I didn't hear no one say, "Oh, Denver's going to championship next year." No one said that. I haven't heard that first ever until uh. <laughs> They actually win. No one said that. Nobody said that. And that's so that, – that's hilarious, too, because people got on a bandwagon quick for Denver. They're like, oh, I've been saying – no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You didn't even, most people didn't even think um, – what's the name deserved the uh, MVP award. I did think Who? that, uh, you know, the Joker deserved the MVP award. I did. I thought he deserved it. Well, who they say deserved it, Murray? No. Nah, they said um oh, no no not the final MVP. I'm talking about the regular season MVP. They said what's name deserved it. Um, oh. Joel Embiid. I'm like, get the hell out of here. What are you talking about? I like I said, that was a voters fatigue thing. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. 
had nothing, um, to, do, had nothing to do with him be, being a better player or anything like that. It was voters' yeah. fatigue. They did it to Giannis. They did yep. it. To, they did it to LeBron yep. back when he won two. And the messed up part was statistically the year that Derrick Rose won out of the five years, meaning the four he won in that five year span, the one he lost that year with Derrick Rose statistically was his best year mm. of the four, of the five years. So that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know, man, like, I don't know. It just it just like I said to me, it just it just feels like he got robbed. You know what I'm saying? I think so. Yeah, yeah. But um, let's move on to the next subject. Coach Popovich moving his way back into San Antonio for another five years. Is it five years, Mike? Five years, eighty million dollars. Ooh, ooh, that's a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money, especially in this climate of the NBA, when we've seen a lot of coaches get fired. I mean, recently we've seen. Coaches that even deserve to get fired get fired, and this man signed a five-year, eighty million deal. What is your thoughts on that? Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, as I look him up, he, you know, you gotta remember, he is um, also the executive president for the organization as well. Oh wow! So okay, that makes sense. So you know. I think that number is a little inflated due to his position. True. So, you know, um, I think obviously no matter what, even though the Spurs have been uh, pretty irrelevant since Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Manny Ginobili's departure, there's no doubt Greg Popovich is one of the greatest coaches in the history of the sport. Um, you can't take that away from him. No one is going to be able to coach this team like he does. And I think with the addition of Wimbignana, if they can put together something, you know, if there's anyone who can galvanize the troops, it's him. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a great move for him, for, for the organization. Um, you know, I think uh, I think that you know who else is out there. Like you know, who else is really out there? Like, there's no one else out there to really fulfill anything. You right. know, you got what Doc Rivers, Mike Budenholzer. You know, uh, that's it. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, so true. I, I think it's a good move for them. You know, I thought he'd want to retire, you know. He's 74 years old, you know. But obviously he likes being on the sidelines still and giving very, very awkward interviews. <laughs> oh, the worst. He gives the worst interviews in professional sports history. Yeah. He'd be like, you know, I remember they were criticizing him for his interviews for a while. He started hugging them at the half. They be scared that people be scared yeah. to interview him. Yeah, everyone's scared of him. Everyone's scared of him. That's the funny thing. Like, you could tell he really loves basketball. You could tell he loves his team. But those, those, those like, media people, he gives them the worst, man. He's just like, what do you expect me to say? Like, I'm like, damn. 
How you be? How you... That's like I had I had a friend. Um, he was a an online friend. I like his name. You might have known him. Okay. I've been friends with him, Todd Smith. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know he died uh, a couple years back. Oh, oh man. And um. And uh, he he had changed his vote profile picture to him and Greg Popovich. Wow. I said, oh, you met Pop? I said, yeah. I said, was he weird? He goes, one of the nicest guys I ever met. Wow. See? So, hmm? you know, he he just don't like, he just don't like interviews, bro. Yeah, man. He really didn't like interviews. Um, My take on it is, is this, man. He's 74. I think he probably will coach for like maybe two, three years, the max out of the five. Um, because he's not, not going to coach all five. Let's no. be honest. There's no way he's going to coach until he's 80 years old. Hell no. No way. Um, I think it's perfect for Wimby because he gives an opportunity to learn the Spurs system. He gets the opportunity to work with Popovich for at least a few years, you know what I'm saying? Two, three years, whatever. Um, <clears throat> I also believe that, that um, he, he can actually be one of the co coaches that helps develop the rest of the team. Like, I, I don't know anyone on the team that's actually doing good on the Spurs. So I, I can't point to one player, but I think it's going to be an awesome opportunity for him to develop a team where they can get to potentially the Western Conference Finals in a few years, you know? And, and especially if you got a once-in-a-generational player, like they're saying, all these people are saying it's a once-in-a-generational player, you want to have the best coach out there. And not only do you want to have the best coach, you want somebody that understands the Spurs' way. Like, that team is different from all the teams in the NBA. Like, you don't hear stuff. What? Well, you know, I was going to say, adding to that, is yeah. the culture of the team is important here. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's what I mean. Yeah, like the, 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 the Spurs way is the culture. And if you don't have if you don't have Pop there on the sideline watching what's going on, watching, you know, how they're conducting themselves outside of basketball, like, you know, outside the game, and then also being a mentor, then do you really trust Wimby to be the best player that he can be? No. He's going to have a tough-ass time. That's why when they, when they, you know, got the number one draft pick, I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Because he reminds me a lot of Tim Duncan. Like, he's, like, mild demeanor. He's a foreigner. You know, he's not from the U.S. Um, and he's French, you know, so he's connected to Tony Parker. Tony Parker knew him since he was a kid, he said. Yeah, so, they, you know, a, a younger kid. I huh? seen a clip of them watching some film together having lunch. Yeah, so it's perfect. So now you can bring Tony Parker in. You know, you got Pop there. You got Tim Duncan, assistant coach. I think he's assistant coach, right? Yeah, yeah. Him you, and, got, and, you got Tim Duncan sitting on the sideline being assistant coach. Oh, by the way, you know, you, you got – you know, the, the media that's overlooking everything pretty much because it's in, 
it's in San Antonio. So yeah, you're gonna have your national games, but then again, you're not gonna be always on television, always in the news because it's in a small market. So this is perfect. And I, I love the fact that Pop lo- loves the game of basketball. Like I'm I'm I love coaches like that. Yeah. I I love coaches like that. I mean, yes, he can be snarky. He can have his little side jokes with, with the with the you know the players and the and the commentators, but let's be real. This man loves like I'm not talking about basketball because of money. I'm talking about like the actual sport. The game itself. The game itself, yes. So it's good to see him for another few years, man. So I just wanna just say that. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the last one is Jalen Brown. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jalen Brown still didn't sign his contract extension. Now, I believe they're saying it's supposed to, it's supposed, it's supposed to be a Supermax five-year extension. Am I correct? And 295 mil. Two. $295 million. I mean, we're talking money that is not only generationally different. This might set the market, I believe, if my memory serves me correct. Wouldn't, it be, wouldn't that be the largest contract extension? Until, until Tatum's $335 million that he's in. Oh, next damn. Year. They're pulling out the Brinks truck for Tatum. Of course they are. Um. So what is your take? He still hasn't signed a contract. So what do you think he's waiting for? What do you what do you think about this whole situation? I haven't read that they officially offered it to him. Um, if they have, I missed it. Okay. Um, but I'm gonna say I think the Celtics, him, if they offered it and he hasn't signed it, I mean, bro, you're not gonna get this money anywhere else. Absolutely. Um, but I don't think personally he's worth it. No. no. Now, unfortunately, because he can have it, you kind of have to give it to him. Like, there's mm-hmm. really no way around getting getting it there. Like, obviously, he's done enough accolade-wise to be eligible to sign for that money. Right. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I don't think he's worth it like now don't get me wrong at his position which is what technically shooting guard right yes i'd put him in the top 10 in the league and yeah yeah top 10 is fair Um, top 10 is fair i wouldn't say he's a top 10 player no even top top 10 in his position top 10 in his position but not top 10 overall right uh or even top 20, you know, I maybe say if I did a top 30, I'd put him in that 25 to 30 range. Okay. Okay. So for me personally, I don't, Mm -hmm. there's too many inconsistencies. Okay. Right. You and Tatum have been together in a tandem for what, six, seven years now. Mm -hmm. And you've gotten better, but there are games especially down the stretch in the playoffs, where this man was colder than an Eskimo. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, you know, missing super cold. shots, you know, uh, 
missing layups. So, you know, for me, I, I don't, you know, like I said, if I'm the Celtics, I'm trying to work on another kind of deal, even though knowing he's probably not going to sign it, but he's not worth it. And then if you give him this money, no matter what Tatum does next season, you got no choice but to give it to him. None. Because Tatum is known as the guy. Jalen Brown's yep. getting his money, and he's not even acknowledged as the guy. Right. So, and then you got rid of a, a, a very intricate part to your to your to your scheme, and Marcus Smart. So, to me, I think this this money for both of these players hurts them. Because I now, agree. Because now you're gonna block up six hundred million dollars for two guys, and now, you know they're 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 real faithful that Porzingis is gonna help them. I don't think he does. No. I don't think no. I think he's a contributor, but he's not the piece that's gonna get you over the top. You know he's not the piece that's gonna say who's gonna make so big of a difference that it takes you from, you know, because with the team you have, you've made it to the finals. You've made it to the conference finals multiple times. Right. So you have the talent to make it. The problem is when it comes to the – and I even think as they were constructed last two seasons, they could have won yeah. both years. But the problem is is they don't have enough talent. They don't have uh, – not, not talent. They don't have enough in the home stretch to get over the hump. Right. You know, down, like, you know, uh, um, they played uh, – uh, well, who who they go to game seven with in the second round? Um, the Celtics. Oh, uh, um, 76ers. With the Sixers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now, do you, now I, mm. I, you know, I watched that game. There, there's only been one NBA finals or appearance in my life that I've seen with my two eyes that mm-hmm. wowed me. And you know what year right. that was? What year? 2006. Miami Heat and, and the Dallas Mavericks. Dwayne Wade and his company were down 0-2. And this dude mm. put to put put the whole team on his back and had the most unbelievable stretch that in in my opinion in the history of basketball. I, I yeah, I agree. I, just, I definitely agree. So I say that to say this. What I seen in, in that game was a lot of the things I've seen in that series. Right. right. Meaning what I've seen Dwayne Wade do, that version of Dwayne Wade entered Tatum's body. Into yeah. And this man was launching threes, you know, mm-hmm. you know, laying up, dunking, 51 points, you know, seven threes I think he hit. And, you know, and you did the damn thing. You showed up. But now right. – now, and now you look at it, where was Jalen Brown during that time? What did he do? Nothing. Because Tatum was all over. So then you go, yeah. go down. You go down 3 0. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I want the Celtics to win. I want to see history. I wanted it so bad. It was right there. 
You know, like I know. You know, things know. that we never thought would be touched have been touched in our lifetime. It's great. Oh yeah, a lot, a whole lot. You know, but especially in basketball. Uh, this is the one I wanted so bad. Yeah. I just I wanted it so bad for the Celtics. Mm -hmm. But Jason Tatum chose to not show up. Oh, oh yeah, and of course. Now, for me, if I have two typical Tatum. I like that typical team, TT. Yeah, it is. You know, it's like he, he shows up when it really doesn't count. Like, clutch moments, he's not clutch. No. So, you know, and so now, if I'm – now, listen, and not every night you're going to knock it out of the park. Right. You're not going to score 30, 40, even 30 points every night. No. We get that. But guess what? When Tatum's struggling – Jalen Brown, you're supposed to be the dude that picks up the pieces. Absolutely. I agree. If you can't pick up the pieces ever, because, listen, that game seven, both of them were atrocious. Right. right. But, you know, you know, Tatum. I mean, not Tatum. Brown, you got like 12 points, bro. Mm -hmm. 12 points on like three of 16 shooting. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. So Come I on. think, I think keeping him – you don't. You're really in a in a bad situation because right. you you can't not pay him, but at the same time you can't afford to lose him either. Yeah, I think they're in a bad spot, and what's going to happen is once they sign these guys for this money, the Celtics will be top three in the East for years as they are now. Mm -hmm. um, not going to have much room to sign anyone else or to improve the team. Right. And after that moment in time, once they aren't able to move the team or once they aren't able to do anything, they're going to have to rebuild. I agree. You know, it's, it's, it's sad to say because they've worked so hard to get to this point. But this, that's, where, that's where it is because, like I said, you yeah. pay one, you got to pay the other. Absolutely. Whew. Man, you know, and I, I hate to say this, but I have to say it because it, it needs to be said. The Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown experiment is done. It's over. It, it, it's over. And, I, and I'm not saying that to be like, you know, freaking hot take machine. I'm saying it because it's the truth. Like, if you really think about it, they have over-exceeded their expectations, you know, for the past few years. Right. They started off building up with Kyrie. Then they went from that to, you know, leaving Kyrie in the dust and then going to the, the you know, the um, NBA Finals. And then they, of course, went to the NBA I mean, the Eastern Conference Championship multiple times after. So we, we, we've seen them do great things. It's not like they were a complete bust. They overexceeded their expectations. But when it comes down to winning, and when it comes down to closing, the Jason Tatum and the Jalen Brown experiment is over. They just and they don't. What's that? I was just saying they tricked us because – Against the Sixers, you know, they played well. I 
mean, not so See, much and that's my point. And that's why I want people to remember. And I'm glad you brought it up. Because guess what? That was fool's gold. See, Jason Tatum shows up when you don't need him. Because just as good as he was in that game, he was equally as bad when it came down to the closing games with Miami. See, and people keep forgetting, this man literally did not score in the fourth quarter for two games against Miami. Not a point. Not, not one point. Not messed, one field goal was made. It messed up my parlay. Crushed my mind, too. Okay? He killed everyone's parlay because he didn't care about basketball. And then on top of that, Jalen Brown was the most inconsistent player in the whole playoffs outside of James Harden. But we expect that from James Harden. No, no, no. We know. And, and Ben Simmons. All right. But <laughs> I'm talking playoffs, man. <laughs> well, the Nets are in the playoffs, though. I'm talking about during the playoffs this season. This season. Yeah, the Nets were in the playoffs. Were they? Yeah, listen. They were number six in the first round. Were they? I mean, come on. But I say it, I, I'm, I'm putting this all together because I want people to understand that when you got these contracts on the table for Supermax deals for two of the top stars in your in your on your team, like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, you got to make a decision. And their decision, if I, if, I was, if I was Brad Stevens, you know what my decision would be? I'm not signing you to a Supermax. In fact, I'm putting you on a trading block. We got rid of Marcus Smith. We got rid of uh, uh, Grant Williams. Got rid of our top defenders on our team, and we brought in a seven foot three poster. Okay, this man does not do anything except shoot. He don't play defense. He don't block shots. He don't even even freaking run up and down the court. He's a poster. He's literally a poster. So at this point, it is what it is. We are rebuild mode. Because you know who else is on the team they should have got rid of, but they couldn't because he was freaking injured still? Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon is hurt. And you, if you think that when this season comes up, he's going to play, I, oh, man, you got another thing coming. He ain't playing. Okay? He's not playing. And then on top of that, you signed a deal with Derek White. Now, I was always told, you sell when it's hot, and you buy when it's cold. You never, ever, 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 ever sell when it's cold. This guy is not the player that he played in the playoffs last season. He is going to be a complete disappointment. I'm telling you, he's a journeyman. He really don't have that type of game where it just, like, saves the team. And if you think that it's going to be a good thing to keep Jalen Brown, Derek White, and Brogdon, those all all those guys play there too. Then you're then you're really going to be highly mistaken well, because this is and and White's never going to average twenty five a game. He's never going to average twenty five a game. 
But on the flip side, guess what? He might play some decent defense. So there's a great possibility that he's going to put up some numbers and play good defense. So with that being said, with all of these things, let's be honest. Boston is in rebuild mode, and they don't want to admit it. So if they sign these guys, if they sign Jalen for the Supermax, and then they turn around and sign, um, you know, Tatum for a Super Supermax, then you know what? They're pretty much letting everyone know they gave up. Yeah. Throwing the they down. gave up. They're not winning no championship because I'm telling you, Jason Tatum isn't the type of player that can play along with somebody like Jalen Brown. It just doesn't match. I'm sorry. Jalen needs his yeah. own team, and Jason Tatum needs his own team. So I don't think it's a good look, man. I think it's over. I think I, I agree with that. 100%. Yeah. You know, I yeah, need to uh, figure something out because this ain't going to work. No. No. They got they got too much they got too much pride as as Celtics taxi say oh we made a mistake. Right, that's okay. And that's fine. But you also got to know when to buy and sell. Like right now is the perfect time to sell. Because they just they just went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Again, why would you not sell? You honestly believe that no other team is going to take that spot for Boston? Come on. The 76ers could have took it if they played. If James Harden played normal, if James freaking Harden played normal, not extraordinary, just played a regular freaking game, and how many points did he score in that game? Nine points? If he scored nine. If he scored 20, if he just doubled the number, scored 18, the Boston Celtics would have lost. But he so couldn't do that. Wanna, so I don't want to hear from nobody saying, oh, you know, Boston, they, they still got an opportunity to do. No, they don't. Bro, what? Are you kidding me? Are you they're freaking done. kidding me? They're done and Philly's done. Philly's done. Yeah. Look, let's just be real. The teams that's not gonna make the make a run. Philly, Boston, um, Miami, okay, because they're cooked. Who else? Who else is in the East? I think Milwaukee will be back in the fold. Milwaukee's definitely gonna be back in the fold because they got embarrassed. Um What's the name? The Knicks are going to surprise people because they signed, they signed a really good deal. They signed a really, really good deal signing DiVincenzo. So, what's that? He got four years, 50 mil. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're in good shape, bro. They're in really good shape. So, the Knicks are going to surprise people, okay? Um, you might have a surprise team like <laughs> the Orlando Magic step up, Detroit step up. Um, you yeah. know, you might have one of those type of teams because there's right. always one. Huh? I said, right, one that steps up and, you know. Yeah, so. Right. 
So I wouldn't be surprised that happens. But I'm just saying, Boston, if they don't make a splash during the regular season, which I don't think they are, because I, I think what, what the team they got right now is a team they're going to bring to the to the playoffs. If they don't do something where it's like, yo, mind blowing, then I truly believe it's over for the Boston Celtics, bro. And they're, they're gonna just. I, think it's over. I mean, you gotta you gotta trade at least Brown. I can understand you keeping Tatum. If you have to keep one, yeah, they're gonna keep two, Tatum. I would keep Tatum as well because he's definitely better defensively, and and he yeah. shows up more on the offensive side of the ball. Right. So, yeah, man. Anyway, that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know. So I appreciate everyone coming out on this Tuesday. We'll definitely be on, on next Tuesday. More information on what's going on with the, you know, Damon Lillard situation, the James Harden situation. You know, we still haven't really talked about that because there's no talks. Yeah. Um, also, of course, Jalen Brown and other things that come up in sports. All right, Mike, did you want to say anything before we close out? Oh, everyone, thank you for watching. Everyone have a good week. And we will see you next week, 7 p.m., right here. Awesome, awesome. With that being said, I'll see you guys 7 p.m. next week. Have a great one. Peace.